1: Here is your host, Derek Terry. Welcome to another episode of d and I'm your host, Tammy, along with... Derek. And tonight we're going to be talking about two movies that we... Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I can't do this.
0: <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Keep going, please. No.
1: Why not? I'm
0: done. Why? You quit that quick? Yes. Oh, that's a shame.
1: Just you do it. We
0: well, we have fans that think you have this sexy voice, so I wanted to <laughs> oh intro the God. show with the sexy voice, maybe to pull in more listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't want to go on. You're going to give up. Oh. You go. Okay, well, welcome to another episode of Astro Radio Z. Of course, as Tammy had said, this is another DNT episode where we're going to review two flicks. Um, I pick a movie, usually low-rent, exploitation, sleaze, and then Tammy picks whatever movie she wants to watch and could be anything from a documentary to a romantic comedy to whatever she feels is going to be the most painful for me. Tonight, we actually watched quite a few movies. Um this was kind of a really hard episode and it we weren't really looking forward to it and we've kind of put it off all week. So uh Tim, you think you're ready to get this over with? Yes. Okay. So grab your beverage of choice, sit down, put your headphones on and let's go.
1: Oh, do it.
0: says his prayers at night can change to a wolf when the wolf bane wounds and the full moon shining bright. The first movie we're going to do tonight is a flick that I picked for Tammy called Dolly Dearest. We were actually, we started watching clive barker's book of blood but then we tried three times to watch it and tammy gave up she just flat out walked out of the room i honestly thought it was kind of an interesting movie but tammy just wasn't having it she thought it was an it was boring as fuck so one night while she was looking at uh some pictures and uploading them because that's her thing she likes to sit and do pictures for the family and all that jazz i popped in uh, my old vhs that i got from uh cory a while back, of Dolly Dearest. And Tam, do you want to tell us what Dolly Dearest is?
1: It's a movie where a family um, decides to pick up working at this doll factory. I, I forgot what country they They're to. in Mexico. Mexico, yes, Mexico. And basically, this doll that they're going to recreate um, in this factory is haunted or, well, it's not haunted, but this doll is taken over by an old black magic curse from centuries ago. And what ends up happening is this doll takes over their young daughter, which in turn starts killing off people, the doll, and it's kind of using the daughter against the family. And... That's pretty much what the whole movie is. It's just about these beautiful dolls that turn bad and people don't want to be around them. And, yeah, the mom doesn't know what to do and she's freaking out and that's the story.
0: Did you really think the dolls were beautiful?
1: No, but I read the box.
0: Yeah, that is what the box says and it's total bullshit. They they are the ugliest fucking dolls you'll ever see in your entire life.
1: Just generic looking porcelain dolls that are I don't know three feet tall,
0: yeah, so they had about like four or five dolls that were made, at least this was made in the era where they were animatronic, so you know they were puppet puppets not c g i things that were flying all over the place, but they were they were frightening in the way that they are just downright ugly as fuck they This is basically a chucky clone. After Chucky, as, after Child's Play came out, Dolly Dearest swooped in, somebody swooped in, got a, a, a bunch of, you know, B-lister actors, he got Rip Torn in here, and he's basically in the movie for like two minutes, doesn't matter, he's the guy who unleashes the the demon, uh, he's the archaeologist that unleashes the demon that uh, possesses the dolls, and, um, then you have Denise Crosby, who's, who plays the mother. She was part of, well, one of my favorite movies that she was part of was uh, Pet Sematary. She was also part of Star Trek The Next Generation for the first season. So I, a lot of people might know her from that, but um, they have nothing to do. This is a re- like, the first half hour of this movie, I really liked it. I thought it was really good, and we were actually watching it, but didn't it feel like to you, this movie got progressively more and more and more boring as it went along?
1: Yeah, because you kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah, there was no know. surprise to any of this. And I just didn't understand, like, if that was my daughter being controlled by this doll, why would you continue, like, she kept letting her daughter play with the doll. when oh, and she got
0: more sassy and kept, like, yeah. like shit-talking her right to her face. We would
1: have destroyed that doll already oh that 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 doll would have been long gone yeah so and the daughter had this little playhouse in the back of their house in mexico and she'd have you know little tea parties with the doll and you know it was like every little girl's dream to have this you know cute little house where she hung out with the doll and they're constantly in this house and the mom just kind of watch it happen and Mm -hmm. If you thought your daughter was acting a little weird, well...
0: You'd think you put two and two together, but nobody really cared because the family went to Mexico because the dad bought this quote-unquote doll factory and they show up and it's basically... Cheap labor. Basically, he he thought he had a doll factory and he shows up and it's just basically a shack that's been run down and nobody's been there for a while. So he decides to stay and, and build his empire of cheap labor and... And make these dolls, and oh, it's such a boring movie. And There's it's built
1: n- next to, um like, a cave where the black magic is hidden.
0: Right? Was there was there anything positive about this film other than it was just uh, a run of the mill killer doll movie?
1: You know, it it wasn't awful.
0: It wasn't offensive in any way, but no. that was kind of its problem: is that it was so samey, samey, per you know child's play and demonic toys and at least demonic toys had like it, it like the dolls are sassy and they you know they they spit out nasty things and they do nasty things and puppet master at least they actually kill people and you aren't annoyed by it this was just so kind of run-of-the-mill and blase that it just was boring
1: you know towards the end when um like at the very end when the doll like had taken over the daughter mm-hmm and the doll made a comment about, um, I forget how, exactly what she said, but basically, like, your daughter's mine kind of thing. I really thought that, like, they were one for a moment. Like, I thought the doll, like, like was in the body of the daughter or something like that.
0: No, she had basic – the doll had sapped all the energy out of the daughter. That's how come it was animated and finally not just like telepathically speaking with the daughter. It was like a parasite. So the more it was in contact with her and around her, the more powerful it became. And that's why the the daughter was in like a zombie state toward the end of the movie because – the doll had basically sapped all of her life out of her.
1: She's like a mosquito. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have, of course, the typical 80s, uh, you know, clincher ending where they find a shotgun and then they have to spout out some line like, go to hell, motherfucker, or some stupid bullshit like that, and they shoot the doll. And (sighs) if you've seen any movie in the 80s, per Freddy or Chucky or any low-rent slasher, you basically know this. This is run-of-the-mill ABC cookie-cutter bullshit. So if you're into killer doll stuff and it actually affects you, I've always thought killer dolls were actually pretty lame. I never well, was scared was by this Well, this is more for stuff. the
1: girl version. Did All you... those other ones are more boy version dolls. Okay. You it's... know? So I think this is the girl version of those.
0: Did... Did it appeal to you because of this?
1: Well, it focused more on female characters,
0: right? Right. It
1: really did. Oh
0: yeah the the maid was a big yeah. character, but she was your stereotypical um, uber you know super Christian uh, Mexican Mexican lady, lady that that you know. Bo- but
1: it focused a lot on the mom, and then it focused on, on the, daughter, the nun.
0: and then the nun, who was the sister of the of the maid. Yeah. So yeah, no, you're right. It and it was very segregated in that way. That's very interesting. You put it like that is because the men all kind of stayed in their own little. You didn't really see the dad
1: that much.
0: You didn't really see the two sexes together, other than the boy, other than the son. Otherwise, yeah, the the girls did their thing, the boys did their thing, and it was almost like two separate movies. That's Mm -hmm. very interesting.
1: See, I I I never thought of that. No,
0: Jesus. So. What was probably the worst thing about this movie?
1: Um, I think my I can tell you my favorite. Yes, please. I thought at the end um, when the dolls were oh when when the dad and the guy was he like kind of like an archaeologist. Are you talking about set rip, guy? rip Thorn? Yeah, yeah. Um, when they went in and they were going to try to blow up with the, the dynamite. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my favorite part of that is when the dolls kept like seeing everything they were trying to do and then they sabotage them from blowing it up in the beginning. Right, because like, it
0: wasn't just the one doll that was possessing right, the daughter. There was multiple dolls they that, that they had. All made. the doll yeah, all the dolls.
1: So it was like when they start to light the dynamite, then the doll puts it out. You know, just just like little things. It's kinda like a like a bug's cat, bunny kind of like thing. Cat mouse. Yeah, like yeah. Okay, Daffy's gonna do this, Bug's gonna do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But so I kind of thought that was quite humorous. But the worst part was just the idea of the dad and the archaeologist, like, I'm gonna stuff all this dynamite down my shirt and you run here and I'm gonna run there. And such a great idea. We're gonna blow this place up and just tell the kids. And they didn't have the mom drive away with the car. They just, Told them to go on the other side of this hill. Like, if you're gonna blow this place up with dynamite. He
0: had like they had like ten sticks of dynamite in their the shirts. The whole area would have been blown to smithereens.
1: Like so yeah, that together was like the worst and the best.
0: I what we didn't even talk about the this extreme slow motion. Uh, near death of the father, who the doll ties him up by the ankle with a a rope and tries to descend him into uh, a churner. And it goes on for like five minutes where he's just slowly being taken up to this churner. And then slowly, like there's only so long that that gag is going to work for any sort of tension. And it goes on for so long that Ripthorn shows up and is able to take care of it, well, yeah. so it's like, well, there's no tension there. That was completely pointless. Um, they tried, yeah, they tried. I, I don't know. There wasn't much that was very interesting. Well, what about did this you movie. like? Like I said, I thought the setup was really nice. I thought, I think it's shot well. It look, it's, it's a nice looking movie. It's, it's caught well. It's just not a very interesting as it goes along. It's so familiar that it, it, it you, it's kind of just wallpaper. It's just kind of there. I think if you had seen this back in the day during the craze of Chucky and all those movies that came out, um, maybe you could have some nostalgia toward it. But be, being as this was the first time I've ever actually watched this movie, as I'm sure it is yours as well, I've seen so much. It didn't hold anything for me. It was just entirely forgettable. If you hadn't have like just described the movie, I would. I kind of forgot it almost immediately.
1: I think I paid a little more attention to it.
0: Well, we it took us what two or three times to watch this movie.
1: Probably I think three.
0: No, I think three only nights. twice, because that one night, the first night, we got
1: We had to finish watching
0: it. You know what's funny? We got all the way to the last ten minutes of this movie. The first night and we fell asleep. Because the next night, remember when I put it in, we went to we put it in and I'm fast forwarding getting it ready for us. I'm like Oh shit! We only got ten movie, ten minutes of this movie left. Uh, we couldn't even watch ten more minutes. We were so goddamn bored of it. We fell asleep. What does that tell you? Uh, it was okay. <laughs> So, the second movie that we picked out well, I don't know did did you really pick this out or well, how
1: this is how it happened you were did we watch this one immediately after Dolly Dearest?
0: I think you know what I was doing is I was cleaning up my office and I was going through and kind of cleaning up my my v h s collection, and I was digging stuff out, and you looked over. And you saw this tape, and you're like, what the hell is that? And what it is is uh, Mary Riley, uh, directed by Stephen Fierce, starring Julia Roberts and John Malkovich. You know, because you know me, how much I hate Julia Roberts.
1: So we had to put it in. So
0: you were kind of like, well, surprised that I would even have this movie.
1: But we discovered, just talking about it, you probably had this movie from a box of... VHS that um, you got from your mom at the cabin. Yeah,
0: I'm almost 100% positive because that's where like, it came from.
1: You, oh, I think that's what I said. You own a Julia Roberts movie? <laughs> and yeah. then immediately like, oh, I probably got that at the cabin from that box. Well, but it surprised me that you took it out of the box.
0: Well, I think the reason why I took it out of the box is because this movie, what it is, is a retelling of dr jekyll and mr hyde but from the perspective of mary riley who was the maid of dr jekyll um there's nothing more to it than that that's exactly so if you're familiar with the dr jekyll and mr hyde story it's essentially that story um but from the maid's perspective um and how we got yeah i don't even want to get into the movie yet um What Tammy's referring to is that my parents have a cabin up in the Northwoods and their neighbor, I think they had come across... A ton of old rental tapes because a store by them went under and a friend of theirs, so they took all of the old tapes and they would just hand them out like, "Oh, we think you'll like this stuff." You know, they cherry picked what they wanted and then.
1: But your parents had like a a big rubbermaid bin, yeah. For them.
0: Oh, and it was mostly you know shitty Z grade action and um, you know romantic thrillers, and there was a there was a few things, and then then you had this Mary Riley. Which, um, if if you're familiar with this era, I believe this was made in like 90, I want to say 96, 97. I, I can't see it right now. Maybe it'll say on the tape. Let's see. Yep, 1996. Um, this was during the era where they were they were going back and trying to redo all these old public domain stories like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and, and uh, Francis Ford Coppola did. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Kenneth Branagh did, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Then you had that um, that Snow White movie with Sigourney Weaver in it. And then you had this, the Mary Riley one. And I never saw this one. I have all the other ones, or I've seen them at least. And I never saw this one. And um, I'm pretty sure my opinion wouldn't have been any different. Because this is... What did you think? I mean, really, I could could go on and on and on about this, but what were your thoughts on this flick?
1: It was really boring. Like, it was dry, and it was boring and really, really long. But I was willing to finish it because we put so much time into it.
0: Yeah, it took us almost five nights to finish this movie. I
1: didn't think it was very good. And Um, there's, like, there's no... um, I mean, the, wherever they filmed it, it's just like two areas.
0: Yeah, well, that was a big thing about this movie was that it honestly looked like it was shot on a soundstage. It it really looked like it was done for as cheap as humanly possible with, with three or four sets. You never had master shots that showed uh, the overall landscape. You never had exteriors that showed anything beyond... Uh, The immediate area and that immediate area or anything beyond had a lot of fog thrown all over it, Mm -hmm. which is a, you know, it's an exploitation device to try and cover up the fact that you're shooting on sound stages. And uh, the cinematography is very plain. It's a lot of medium shots, uh, just people talking to each other for long stretches of time about boring, boring shit. Just really obvious things that are drawn out with uh, frilly language. And um <laughs> sounds like I, I'm just a, like, I'm too stupid to understand. No, this movie is just freaking think of your the most boring BBC production and toss, you know, like John Malkovich usually is a phenomenal actor. He's boring as fuck in this movie.
1: This movie makes um Oh man, I just lost it. What movie Julia Roberts was big in?
0: Uh yeah. dancing No, she was not dirty no, dancing. No, what was that movie? Oh, Pretty Woman.
1: Yeah, this makes Pretty Woman look really good.
0: That movie sucked too.
1: But I mean, you know what I mean.
0: Well, let's let's just talk about Julia Roberts for a second. Um I don't want to be getting oh. to. The, I don't want to get into the fact that you know, she how she ever got star appeal is beyond me. She's certainly not a pretty woman, but that shouldn't matter. She is supposed to play an Irish immigrant, and she cannot hold an Irish accent for more than three words.
1: She went in and out of her accent all the time. Constantly, it was really, really bad. I mean. One moment, it was kind of strong. The next moment, she's just talking like this normal person. She's
0: Julia Roberts. Yeah.
1: It was really, and it was so noticeable. Right. Like, every time she spoke, you're just like, oh, man. This,
0: the whole thing felt like a paycheck for everyone. John Malkovich just looked like he was sleepwalking through this thing. Like, he knew the script. He recited it. And that's it. And what was his his because this was during that era, like I said, with all those reimaginings of these old tales, um, and they had to try and make them realistic, kind of like what they're trying to do with the superhero movies now where they're trying to ground them in realism. Um, but John Malkovich's Jekyll and Hyde, it's kind of like watching Superman Change, where he just took off his glasses. It, he grew long black hair, and that was it.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: was it. So how these people didn't know it was the same. I don't know it. It
1: and Julia spent or Mary spent a lot of time with them. You think she would have known? Well, she. You know who I think the best actress in the whole thing was the kitchen lady, Glenn
0: Close. Glenn Close. Oh yeah. no, not she wasn't. Glenn Close wasn't the um, kitchen lady, but she was. She she worked in the bordello. She was the head uh, mistress at uh, the whorehouse. Oh, where where uh, Hyde would would stay every single night.
1: But I thought the kitchen lady did a really good job.
0: She was very good, too. Her, but,
1: she was always in character and mm-hmm. her accent.
0: Right. They, those are the two. And the funny thing is those characters barely have any time on screen because all we do is we sit with Julia Roberts and John Malkovich talking endlessly about absolutely nothing.
1: In two rooms. In
0: two rooms, where Glenn Close was this really flamboyant, you know, mistress at this bordello, who, you know, inarguably the best scene where Hyde rips her head off, off screen, um, and sits and holds and plays with her decapitated, bloody head. Best scene in the entire movie. That's it. She's in it for all of three, four minutes. And then the, the cook... She's not in it very long she doesn't really get anything to do. All the rest of the characters are all just so periphery they're just inconsequential, but um ah, there's not really much to say about this movie,
1: yeah, I don't recommend it yeah
0: it's like it 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 took us four days, and Tammy didn't even finish it
1: and I think um you can probably bring it back to the cabin. Next month,
0: <laughs> give it back. Is it's like put kind it of in like the that. rental cabin? What is that called? Is is it the 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 white elephant gift? What is that called?
1: Oh, you know, oh yeah, a white elephant gift. When
0: you give it back, a,
1: no, that's just um. You regift, right? You take something of that you already own, yeah. and go to a Christmas party, and everybody wraps up crap. They and I'm just going to wrap up
0: Mary Mary. Well, I we're not going to even show. wrap
1: it. We're just going to put it back on your parents' shelf.
0: No, I'm just going to walk in. To their fireplace and just throw this on the fire. this is one of those movies. yeah I mean it was again, a very unoffensive film, just like Dolly Dearest, another completely middle of the road, uninteresting, unoffensive film, even though there were scenes of this film where you know they went to um, a market like a street market, and they were gutting animals on the street like they would um, back in this time. And uh, that was kind of gross, but really, it's a lot of medium close-ups of people looking and talking to each other endlessly. So awesome! It's like
1: it's rated R.
0: It's rated R, probably just for that Glenn Close decapitation, and and that's it, really. <laughs> So we're back, Tam. What's what's going to be the verdict on this? I mean, this is going to be a tough call for for us because honestly, I I couldn't pick here or there.
1: Dolly, dearest, I would pick over
0: Mary Riley. Yes,
1: because there there was more scenes that acting was better.
0: That's isn't that shocking? And we're talking was... about Denise Crosby and Rip Thorne, even though Rip Thorne's not in it very much. They are better than John Malkovich. In Julia Roberts, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I think Dolly Dearest, so I actually won this one. You did. Yeah, but that was by default because both of these were stingers.
1: But yeah, Mary Riley made Dolly Dearest look even better. If we would have probably watched any other movie... But Mary Riley just tanked. Like from the beginning, we're just like, I mean, I don't even know if we were ten minutes in. And I was like, is she supposed to have an accent? That just ruined it.
0: Oh, as soon as she started talking.
1: Yeah, it was bad.
0: Yeah. I still think, and maybe we'll bring this back on a different episode. Maybe I'll try and make I still think we should have finished Clyde Barker's Book of Blood.
1: I'd have to start from the beginning because I don't even I was about forty
0: minutes in and I was getting into it. Oh. It was a good movie. Hmm, From right. what I had seen. Now, I could have, you know, took a shit dive off of a short pier, you know, right after that. But what I had seen, I was actually kind of digging.
1: I think we should have an episode where we each pick a documentary
0: oh my Jesus! well we can do that we can do themes if if you're uh, any listeners out there have any like recommendations of, of movies you'd like us to actually sit and talk about and watch uh, please contact us at astro radio Z com astro radio Z podcast at gmail.com uh, Twitter Astro radio Z blah 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 Facebook group blah 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 you can get a hold of us there um, or leave us a voicemail on the website and We'll gladly sit and watch just about anything. I mean, we watched a ton of stuff, and we decided that these were the two <laughs> movies. I mean, let, let's count it off. We we started off with Clyde Barker's Book of Blood. Then we watched Dolly Dearest. Then we watched Mary Riley. Then we watched – or at least I watched all of I Am Divine which is a fabulous movie.
1: Oh, yeah. I was folding laundry. Definitely.
0: Watch that. That was really good. Yeah, watch that. I Am Divine is an amazing movie. That
1: was really good.
0: And then we went and saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was the best movie of the last year.
1: That was awesome.
0: We could have done another three-for episode like we did the last time, but I didn't want to do that again. Let's get back to the two movies and let's just have it at that. Yeah. Because easily... Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was the best movie that we had. That was really good. Yeah, just absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen it, go see it. But Planet of the Apes with you and I is kind of a <laughs> Planet of the Apes is kind of a special little thing because when you and I first started dating a month in, I was going to go to recording school in Tempe, Arizona, so you came with, you know, just on a whim and we had nothing we we had a one bedroom apartment in like a shitty part of mesa arizona where if you were to watch cops at the time every single night on cops was in our neighborhood
1: yep the 711
0: the 711 down the street was on cops constantly the
1: spotlight in our uh parking lot from the helicopters were always in our
0: always there. They were we, we saw dudes walking around with shotguns and our it was a wonderful, wonderful place. I mean it was a nice looking place. It was place, a nice place. But it but it was in a shitty area. Bad area. area. Yeah, it was just in a bad area. But the only thing we had was a box of dub tapes of like Dawn of the Dead and stuff that I had.
1: We had no D V D player back well, then.
0: Well, no, not back then. We had a tiny little twelve inch T V.
1: No. Before the twelve inch T V was my dad's Old RCA TV that ended up dying.
0: Oh, that's right. That's why we had to get that. Yes,
1: because then I think you bought a black and white one from Goodwill or, or something. something like that. But um, we were watching old VHS on my dad. And we're the, you know, back in the day when you actually used the buttons on the TV and you always were pushing zero three so that you could have the VCR on, mm-hmm. and the 3 was all worn out. Mm hmm. That TV. Yeah,
0: because we never changed it because it was all fucked up.
1: Because the only way you want, of course, you wanted to use your VCR because your VCR had a controller. Right, right. TVs didn't have control. Well, no. The TV I grew up with never had a controller.
0: So, So the only things we had was this box of tapes. And then for my birthday, my parents got me the box set of the Planet of the and Apes movies. I think
1: it was movies. like 80 bucks. It was or I still have
0: bucks. it. I'm looking at it right now on my shelf. I mean, it's all of the Planet of the Apes movies on VHS and we watched them endlessly. And
1: I was shocked when um I don't even know how we got into it. If if Planet like, of the Apes was on TV, because
0: I think one night we were at Hollywood Video. Because the only we we were so broke oh, yeah. and so poor, we every now and then we'd go and rent a movie when we had a, maybe a, a, just a little extra cash, and we rented because you had never seen Planet of the Apes before. Uh,
1: no, no, no. Was that what it was, or no, was it the you only movie? Didn't. No,
0: I had seen no. Planet Apes many times.
1: Uh no, no, no. I grew up watching all the Planet of the Tam- Apes. No stop, you had not seen all those five tapes.
0: Okay, not all of the five tapes, but but I had seen Planet of the Apes.
1: And we got in the conversation. I'm like, you've never seen all of them? And then we started renting them because you had not seen all of them. No, not all of them. I
0: know I'd seen maybe a few of them at that point. And
1: I was pretty shocked. This movie guy who I just met... Did not know the whole Planet of the Apes series. And I grew up watching that with my brother and dad.
0: Which is shocking to me because you hadn't seen anything else.
1: Well, we didn't really watch movies a lot. Right. I Seriously, growing up, I remember watching Jaws a lot, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's and Planet funny. of the Apes.
0: That's really funny.
1: And a lot of Led Zeppelin
0: videos. Well, your that's brother's I, obsessed with yeah. Led Zeppelin. So. But
1: I mean, that's that's what I grew up with. And... Um, Rhonda on Friday
0: nights. Oh yeah. Rhonda Shear. Yes. USA up all night. I
1: watched that every Friday night. Oh
0: yeah. As did everyone of our age. But
1: I mean, I didn't go to video stores a lot. We didn't get a VCR. I mean, I was probably a lot older than you when we got our first VCR.
0: Yeah. My dad got a VCR for us when I was, I believe seven or eight. He, he brought home one of those, they were the ones that had the wood paneling on the sides and the top, it, it popped what, up, up on the top. And, he, and the tapes that he had, he had two dub tapes. One tape was Star Trek 1, 2, and 3 on it. And then um, Night of the Living Dead. Hmm. So we watched those endlessly, like until we finally started getting more tapes. You know, and I think that he he went out and rented uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was like one of the first movies we ever rented.
1: See the difference between your growing up and mine. Like even even now, your parents still they buy movies like you and just have movies on shelves to watch. And like my family never bought movies to just rewatch. We never bought movies. Right when rental stores came out, you know, we my brother would rent. But I never we never bought movies right. to watch. It just never did.
0: Well, the thing about the Planet of the Apes is, is that they used to replay Planet On of the Apes TV. all the time. On Sundays. Right. So I know I had seen at least the first two a number of times, but I don't think I ever saw three, and I know I never saw Battle for the Planet of the Apes, which is the last one until we got that box set. Um so yeah, so we sat and we and it was basically all we had. So we watched those. A ton of times. And then I believe when we moved back uh, to Wisconsin after, you know, we had been on the West Coast for a few years, uh, that awful Tim Burton movie came mm. out.
1: That came out one summer when we were visiting Oh, Wisconsin. really? I don't remember. And we dragged my dad to the movie theater. Oh, and nobody really liked bad. it. Yeah,
0: nobody liked it. I still haven't watched it ever again yeah, ever since then.
1: It was bad. I
0: have all the Planet Apes movies, including the new one, but I don't have that.
1: That's
0: okay. Yeah. The makeup's really cool in it. Well, anyways, the new one. So we went and saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes when that came out because you and I love the Planet of the Apes movies. And that was okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I rewatched it because it was a lot better. But this new one was just phenomenal.
1: It was really good. And the best part was we each paid two dollars to oh, get it. Oh yeah,
0: in. because I bought that that legacy box set. The new Blu-ray box set for 20 bucks. Of So now I have the VHS, the five VHSs, and then that slim little box set of the five movies on Blu-ray for 20 fucking bucks. What a steal. So I got $8 off coupon from there, and then I bought Rise of the Planet of the Apes, another $8 coupon. Boy, we had to go through a rigmarole just to get. So we would show up, and of course, I didn't read the back of the goddamn vouchers. I had you had to go to like a website or something and sign up, and uh, so the lady's like, "Oh yeah, you were supposed to do this before you showed up. I can't do anything." So here, Tam and I whip out our freaking cell phones, and we're sitting here. and the and the girl was awesome about it. She's, She's
1: like, "Take your yeah, time. Take your
0: time. I would it's do a Friday. It. It's a Friday night. Don't worry You're about gonna it. You're going
1: to save money. You'll, right. you'll
0: be you'll be saving more money than I'll make in the next hour or two. Yes. So." so <laughs> So, That's which what was, she said. Which was really depressing. So we sat and we did that. And yeah, I think we paid four bucks to go see Total. Dawn of the Yeah, Don of so the So that classmates. made
1: up for us having a babysitter.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I would have paid full price for that movie if we would have gotten in free for Godzilla. That would have been so And
1: something. I bought your nibs and my junior mints at Woodman's earlier. Mm-hmm. Snuck those in my purse so we saved money there. Oh, yeah. But then you bought a drink which cost like five dollars. Yeah, I
0: needed me I needed me some nibs and some cherry Pepsi. Yep. I made it. That was a good one.
1: So but yeah, it was a good night.
0: Yeah, we that was that was a hell of a tangent we just went on. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that, that makes up for the, the rest of the episode <laughs> where we barely talked about the two movies we actually came on to talk about. Right. So well, thanks for listening to another episode of DNT. You got anything you want to say before we go, Tam?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so.
0: You think that's it?
1: I think that's it. Derek's going to finish his movie tomorrow. That's exciting.
0: Well, no, I'm not actually finishing it tomorrow. I'm just doing a couple pickup shots. There's oh, still some more stuff. I
1: those last few shots.
0: Well, we have to construct, because I'll let a little bit of a cat out of the bag. So I, we're finishing up Hole in the Wall right now, and I, I just shot the final short for the movie um, about a month ago. And as temp holders in the in the edited piece, now sometimes when you're it, – it, just in case you have no idea about what I'm talking about is when you're putting a movie together and you're editing a film, sometimes you put elements in there as uh, like just placeholders and you know that you have to replace those at some point. With something else, and there there are sections of my movie because this is about an axe murder, uh, where he is having flashbacks of you know the crime that he's done, and I have actual crime scene photos of. Real axe murders in there right now. So
1: he's got to take his own photos. So we're now.
0: going, me and uh, my good pal uh, John Pata and Lee Marone, who helped me out, who found the location for this. We're going out to the location again, and we're gonna photograph it, and then we're gonna put together some some really grotesque bodies that are recreating these old these actual axe murders. Because there's no way. <laughs> I can use the real axe murders. That would be not only ethically and morally wrong, <laughs> I would get in trouble. Yeah. So we're going to recreate that stuff. And uh, so we're shooting that tomorrow, but um, getting close.
1: Yes. Derek spends a lot of time on these movies. Yeah.
0: More time than they're probably worth. But um, hopefully somebody will dig it. So, this has been another episode of DNT on Astro Radio Z. I'm your host Derek Carey. With me is Tammy. And you can uh get a hold of us and Find out about everything that is Astro Radio Z at astroradioz.com. You can uh, contact me or contact Tammy or contact anybody that's on Astro Radio Z at astroradiozpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spreaker, on TuneIn, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on Blueberry, blah, 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 blah. Astro Radio Z is everywhere. Pass it along to your friends if you dig the show. If not, if not, well, I'm glad you at least listened to this episode. Go ahead, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. It gives us a little bit of more exposure on their list. Maybe bring in some new listeners. We'd really appreciate it. So, for me and everyone that's on the show, which is just you, Tim.
1: Oh, just me. Just you. Just
0: little old you. We both appreciate that you sat and listened to this.
1: Thank you. When I say I'm in love, you best believe I'm in love, L-U-V.
0: for a kiss.